easy to dream a dream, though it's harder to live it. They're gonna love me for my ambition. Whoa. <laughs> well, that, of course, is whale. And if it's what I calmly told a parent dressed as a zombie pirate when he inquired about my homemade guanapotamus costume, then this must be... Dale Radio, and I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And, folks, uh, uh, it sure is nice to be back here uh, by our, our mighty Gowani. I'm here, and uh, the radiators are hissing, and uh, it's just, the Gowanus is just beautiful this time of year. You can see the frozen mosquito larvae. Uh, and just rest easy, knowing that they'll never mature to bother you again. Fall is upon us, and if you're like me, uh, do a little more research before you think about going apple picking this late in the season. I ended up with a nice small pouch of apple cider donuts, but not much more, seeing as the orchard ran out of apples. That's what they said. I asked this fellow, the good-looking guy, hauling jugs of cider to the fridge. I said, excuse me, I brought my niece and baby Pepsi up here to pick some apples. I want to make this special. Which way to the orchard? And he said, we ran out. I said, ran out? It's an orchard. And uh, he just walked right past me. Folks, you won't find friendlier people than orchard people. But we got our donuts and we went on our way, stopping in the lovely town of Nyack for a vegan burger. One of my favorite foods, really, the vegan burger. Rarely is something that lukewarm, also of such a nefarious texture. <laughs> Goes down like a cup of yesterday's oatmeal. I've never been so enthusiastic about a leaf of lettuce, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but it has been a busy time here at Dale HQ, and I have lots to tell you about. Before I do, I'm going to take a, a ship of this. I'm, I'm pairing the podcast tonight. Uh, as is a bit of my custom this time of year with uh, a delightful smoky tarry tea. And uh, you may say, well, Dad, it's a little late for tea. And uh, you'd be right. But, uh, you know, uh, it's it's challenging times when you uh, live in a small space with a tiny person, and uh, uh, especially when that tiny person is aged two. two uh, you, you have to squeeze in some time. So it's uh, well after 3.30 in the morning, and I'm uh, uh, sitting here with the pillows propped up against me, and uh, uh, hoping that, uh, not because I'm in bed, I'm just because I'd like to block out the sound uh, <laughs> from Pepsi snoring. But anyhow, uh, well, I'm pairing the podcast with a tea. Don't worry, I put a little bit of whiskey in it just to keep things interesting. <laughs> you get a nice uh, a nice Laphroaig or some kind of smoky, then get a double smoky tarry uh, tea time. Mmm. That's nice. I like to put the, I like to put the sugar in first, so it really permeates the whole darn thing. Anyhow, uh, we celebrated Baby Pepsi's second birthday this past week. Very exciting. Uh, uh, we invited our dear friends Kitty and Silas Watson to come up from the country and spend some time on our air mattress. Uh, our living room was like a senior citizen occupy Wall Street, only with less Cornell West. <laughs> ah, even with the human megaphone, we had that going in here. Uh, could you turn it down? What's that? Could you turn it down, Kitty? Could you turn? Could you turn it down? Turn it down, and on and on. Just a lot of fun, and uh, it just was great to see them. Uh, uh, we we went up to the uh, Falschwartz, 
which uh, always sounds to me like a Chinese delicatessen, but it's actually just a big toy store up there that they run in New York City. And the thing I love about this place, aside from uh, uh, being able to purchase a Barbie foosball table for $25,000, is, of course, it's the thing they're, they're so famous for, that giant piano that they have up there on the, on the second floor. And um, you know what you get on a giant piano? Giant train-wrecking renditions of chopsticks. <laughs> usually played by kids jumping on a thing or just running up and down it. It's uh, it's a real marvel to behold. I fell, I fell in with a group of Bay Area improvisers for some music improvisers, and I still, uh, to this day, can't get off their listserv. But I'm telling you, none of those cats have anything on the squall of sound that these kids can produce with this thing. And... Uh, I, you can put a turkey in a dishwasher and hear better music. Anyhow, God bless him. It's a lot of fun up there, and special thanks to the two yahoos in the soldier outfits outside. Here's what I was trying to do, just get a nice photo of the family, such as it is. We all define family differently. I guess they were just a little disappointed that I wasn't asking them to be in it, but the point was that they're not part of the family. I don't, I, I don't need them to be part of the uh, part of the family for I just want to have a nice, nice photo of the group. And uh, well, they, when you know it, they just acted up behind us, doing splits and waving their arms and making faces, <laughs> just having loads of fun. And uh, it really, it really cracked us up when we saw the photos. And uh, really appreciated them for taking just a nice formal uh, photo that was going to be our holiday card and uh, taking it over as their own and just really improving it with their own agenda. So thank you guys. Uh, <laughs> can't wait to learn. Photoshop to make these photos usable as we intended. I always like learning new things. So that's going to be something to look forward to. By the way, uh, what era are those soldiers from? You know, what time period? What country? I think uh, uh, Fal Schwartz is really asking a lot of the kids uh, to, asking a lot of them to, to, to know their military history and uh, uh, the the evolution of uh, uniforms for our armed services. But uh, whatever, those guys are hilarious. <laughs> so y'all is forgiven. Don't worry about it. Um, anyhow, well, listen, the first bit, bit of big news is that we have a live show coming up, and that's Monday. It's just in a couple of days, and I'll probably hold on posting that for a little bit since we got them coming fast and furious here. Uh, I'm very pleased to announce that we're returning for this live show to the world-famous Brooklyn Lyceum, uh, located right above the R-Stop. Uh, it's in, within smelling distance of the canal, and uh, just on what, uh, uh, probably just about the the uh, the rear end of Park Slope there. So uh, just before it sags into the Gouas, uh, we'll be up in the cafe with its unparalleled views of 4th Avenue. And uh, I, I tell you, I called the folks up over there, and I said, well, I'm ready to do this show. Can I come back? Can you, can you let me have the time? They said, absolutely. We'd love to have you. You're one of our biggest hits. I said, fantastic. They said, well, how about Monday at 8.30? And I said, absolutely. I've been waiting my whole life to get uh, uh, a Monday at 8.30 time slot. So uh, finally, my prayers have been answered. And uh, we'll be doing the show. Boy, it's just exciting. Every time I do a live show, I get excited. You know that. You listen to the show. You know how, how I'm just thrilled to be with other people <laughs> and talking about their creative endeavors. But uh, uh, this time, we've got two amazing guests uh, who 
strangely enough, had, had nothing going on on Monday night. First up is uh, Ava Radke, who runs the Film Biz Recycling uh, operation there. It's right on the banks uh, of the Guana. I mean, you couldn't have a more, a very Guana-centric uh, show that we're going to have. She's a real local hero, and she's a green economy pioneer. She's what Solyndra wished it could have been, and I'm thrilled that she's going to be with me to talk about creative reuse in the entertainment industry. I myself am starting to think about recycling some old jokes soon, so maybe we'll talk to her about that, see how viable that is. I'm just trying to do my part <laughs> and decrease my footprint, as it were. Well, also on the program is a, a dear friend from way back, and uh, we only reconnected uh, recently, but he's a talented individual who's been involved with some terrific endeavors over the last couple of years. Some a little blue, so we'll have to see which ones we can talk about and which ones we can't. But here's the thing. He's got this great new book out, and I just got a copy of it. And uh, maybe uh, the, the book is called The Post-it Note Diaries, uh, edited and illustrated by my guest, Arthur Jones. He's going to be there. And uh, uh, it's out now. You can get it all over the country. I went over there to, to Soho. I went to an independent bookseller, and I bought this uh, uh, there. And uh, it's, it's affordable, I'm telling you. They got a list price of 15 bucks, so it's not all that bad. But uh, just uh, just because uh, we, for our audience, we're going to give one away. And, uh, of course, you have to do something to get it. Well, we'll see how that all comes together. But uh, hopefully we'll have something there for for you. The guests are going to be exciting. We're going to talk about his artistic career. And uh, like I said, there'll be some surprises along the way, I'm sure. Uh, and of course, joining me for the musical portions of the evening, and I use that term loosely, will be Andrew Reanimated Turkey Bacone. <laughs> Letting loose some real fat beats with his trusty auto very 64 or a harmonica if we forget the plugs. Anywho, a real humdinger of a show is coming your way, so please join us if you can. And you can, it's a Monday night. Nothing is going on, nothing is happening. <laughs> Believe me, what could you possibly have on Monday? Uh, now, maybe a therapy appointment for some of you, probably. That might be a convenient night for them. But I mean, even the best restaurants are closed on Monday. So you're not going to just come on over to the thing. 8.30, it'll only take an hour. We'll just have a nice time. Uh, I also want you to know, speaking of nice times and fat beach, I just combed through the site, the website, with JJ. Uh, uh, he's he's uh, back in the country, and I'm happy to have him on board. And we were able to make uh, just 12 episodes from the ultra-rare uh, Dale Radio Season 1 available on the site. We're going to go through and get the rest of them, but just for now... It, it, like I said, it takes work to do this kind of stuff. And uh, I've been so focused on the live shows and things getting going that, uh, anyhow, you, you can get them from the homepage. You can get them uh, from iTunes, although sometimes iTunes get, they get a little wonky. iTunes apparently really loves the Storm Tracker updates. I can't get the darn things off of there. So, anyhow, they're up there. You, you got some links on the page, and you, go, you know how things work. My God, you're listening to it already. Uh, they're audio only, but I think you'll agree. If you enjoy Dale and wish you could ha hear, hear more of, of his early days, then this is the trove for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like talking in the third person. Anyhow, uh, season two, of course, is already up. Um, but even myself, I like going back and listening to some of those early recordings, uh, uh, many of which had to be remastered from the original wax pressings. 
So uh, def- definitely, uh, you ever go to Thomas Edison's uh, workshop down there in Florida? Somewhere down there. I, I went there once as a kid, and I-, I-, I came back with a pencil. had a plastic light bulb on the end. Hard plastic thing. Most frustrating pencil uh, I-, I ever had. Because any time you try to erase something, uh, you kept forgetting that the light bulb was on the end. And just smear the graphite all over the page. Well, anyway, it's a great trip if you're down south. Be, be sure and uh, check it out. And, oh, my goodness. Uh, 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 wait, I did. I, I was going to say, let, let me back up for a second because I want to talk about the, the post-it note diary. Let me just tell you what the darn thing is in case you want to get it before Monday. Um, here's, here's what uh, uh, Arthur had a, a series there with another, another gal, and uh, they would have writers and interesting people. Uh, 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 I guess it was before I moved to the city, but anyhow, they had to had these uh, people like John Hodgman and uh, uh, Mary Roach and uh, uh, Chuck Klosterman and uh, 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 Kristen Schaal and, and David Rees and oh, Beth Lizick. She's in there. She's a great gal. I had a nice talk with her a long time ago. Anyhow, all these folks they they came and uh, uh, they they I don't know if they all read in the, in the series or what, but then Arthur would illustrate uh, 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 the, the, the stories, you see, and, 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 the, and then that would be projected as they read, or some kind of thing. I don't know exactly technically how everything works. I, that's not why you come to this program. But anyhow, what's happened is he put all these stories together. So you get nice short stories illustrated in a post-it note format, uh, but then put into an easy-to-read book. And uh, it's a real, it's just, a, it's a lot of fun. The stories are humorous and uh, poignant in some cases. There's some very touching, very touching. Um, so definitely uh, check it out. And, and like I said, we'll talk about it more on the show. But uh, I wanted to give you the heads up. And by God, I went out and bought the darn thing. So <laughs> let me tell you about it. And that concludes Book Nook for this week. Anyhow, here's the, here's the other thing that I'm just, I, I, I wake up at night. And I'm, I'm sleepless over it, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm so excited that this is going on. And, and I, I, can't, I can't spill all the beans yet, but this thing, ladies, if you're, I know we have a lot of great supporters out there in Los Angeles. And um, I'm going to be coming back to you, to Los Angeles, the city of angels, city where dreams die. And uh, I'm going to be out there bringing you a show like you've never seen. It's going to be Dale Radio uh, uh, live, and I got some very special guests. But right now, I, I won't. I'm going to save all the details just just yet. But for now, save the date for for January 19th. It's a Thursday. If you're in LA, uh, come on out. We're going to need you. It's a free show, seven o'clock. And um, if if you're not in LA, get a ticket. Come on out and see us. And and in the meantime. The only hint I'm going to give you is that you ought to brush up on your Lawrence Welk trivia. <laughs> because this show is going to be bananas. Anyhow, uh, 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 it's going to be great. And uh, I'm, just, I'm just so excited about it. That's the thing. When it comes down to the end of the day, I'm just excited. about. I'm excited about all live shows. I'm excited to talk to uh, to my guests on Monday. I'm excited to I'm excited just to talk in, in my own uh, room here, talking to you. But... but this show, it's uh, it's everything times a million. So I'm looking for it. Anyhow, <clears throat> well, uh, I hope y'all had a good time trick or treating. I enjoyed most of the evening sitting alone in the dark, not answering the doorbell. <laughs> 
as usual, uh, but Katrina and Pepsi did drag me out early, because uh, uh, that's what you have to do when you have such a young person. You can't take them out uh, when it's too dark. So, uh, of course, it gets dark about 4 o'clock. So we were out there. Uh, I knocked off work early and uh, uh, came back to this for a block party for youngsters. They uh, shut down the whole street there, and they have uh, a policeman. Well, it does seem like a nice way to have a nice, uh, safe Halloween event, uh, though you got to hold on to your goblins because it gets so crowded. And after a rare October snow event, it snowed here, ladies and gentlemen, in, in New York and many of uh, in many in, in uh, much of our listening area. Uh, some of them still don't have power, so I don't know how you're going to listen to this. But uh, 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 because of that uh, unseasonably uh, cool weather event for October. Uh, there's still a little bit of a chill in the air on Halloween, so a lot of little folks were dressed as ghosts that had just gotten back from Old Navy. <laughs> little fleece vests on and puffy coats over their sheets. <laughs> I find both children and Old Navy pretty scary, so it worked for me. <laughs> but Pepsi, God bless her, in a little firefly costume, she was more interested in jumping up and down in the middle of the street, a skill we're, we're all very proud of around the house, and I'm sure it delights my downstairs neighbor to no end. Uh, the downside of the whole thing was that Katrina and I had to split a single Kit Kat bar given to us out of pity uh, by another family. Uh, Peps was just uninterested in approaching folks sitting on their stoops, handing out candy. I don't know what it was. She just wanted to jump, just jump away. But I gotta say, I see her point. I'm, uh, I much preferred the spooky days of my own youth when you got dressed up and you had to walk through a neighborhood. Maybe your parents dropped you off or, or, or you biked over. And uh, you had to make decisions on who had the best treats, who had any treats at all, who had none, who was best to be avoided. And you'd go up and have to ring the bell and maybe your math teacher would open the door dressed as a witch or an elf or something that would just sear itself into your brain for the rest of the school year. Or Mr. Harvey would sit silently on the porch looking like a scarecrow holding candy and then boop! And we'd all scream and remind ourselves that we never cared for Mr. Harvey anyway. And this was just the final nail in the plastic coffin uh, to keep us away from that old house that smelled like cigar smoke and Pepto-Bismol. But the kids in Brooklyn, they have, have the folks just sitting out there. They're just right there. They're on their, they're on their, they have their pumpkin bowls and they're handing out milk duds to children dressed as bugs. <laughs> This holiday it makes no sense, but uh, I do I do like little Spider-Man costumes. I have to say, I like to imagine those kids are midgets with a lot of muscles. Cause I'd like to meet a really ripped little person and just be like, "Yep, you're you're overcompensating, but it works for you. Congratulations, Tiny Jim Rat. Use your powers for good." Pat them on the head and be on their way. I just think that'd be a lot of fun. Well, anyhow, that 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 brings us to uh, the close here. We got, as I said, we got. I'm just all preparation mode now for the, the things that are coming up. And um, uh, uh, I hope that you, you can come out and join. Come to the show uh, on November 7th, Monday, 8.30. Tickets are $5 at the door. All the information is online at the Lyceum. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, just be sure and say hello. Stick around afterwards and maybe we'll go have a, a drink or something. Uh, because, again, it's Monday. And uh, you, you're not going to run off to another podcast taping, are you? <laughs> well, all right. Well, listen, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of great uh, 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 
people to thank for the show, and we'll run the credits uh, after this. But till next time, I'll stop pretending that ghost is emptying all my whiskey bottles. <laughs> now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Oh, my goodness, a lot of people came together to make this season possible, and my thanks go out to all of them, including the folks behind the season four take on the theme song, originally composed by Steve O'Reilly at Engine Sound. This version is arranged by Lisa Mezzacapa and John Finkbeiner, performed by Lisa Mezzacapa and V.J. Anderson, recorded, mixed, and mastered by John Finkbeiner at New Improved Recording in Oakland, California. Thanks also to the following generous, good-looking, and fun-at-parties friends of the program. Cole Akers, Miranda Banks, Rachel Bears, Stefan Bodeker, Hannah Bowes, The Brain Flutter Foundation, Melissa Broder, Adam Bronstein, Justin Carroll, Tom Carroll, Amy Chang, John Charles, Tanisha Christie, Rachel Turner, Pamela Clapp, Julie Cummings, Amanda Duarte, Emily Elson, Dan Engbert, Alex Estrovitz, Sidney Erickson Feinstein, Lauren Fitzgerald, Aaron Gabbard, Tanya Glanz, Jay Harlow, Betty Jo Hallett. My goodness, this is a lot of beer. Thank you. This is outstanding. Meredith Hudson, Melissa Yeager-Miller, Steve Lambert, Daniel Lee, Maura Madden, Shauna McGarry, Michelle Meggett, George Nocktreep, Peter Nocktreep, Susan Newberry, Aaron Nichols, Steve O'Reilly, Ann Philbin, Elizabeth Eva Rossoff, Gabe Roth, Rebecca Rothbaum, Trinidad Ruiz, Jacqueline Skaggs, Shannon Stratton, Joel Tompkins, Karen Weber, Gabe Weiser, Will K. Wilkins, Brian Ye, and 10 anonymous friends. Thank you all very much. <laughs>